Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone doing this fine Monday? It's about 5 o'clock here Eastern. By this time tomorrow, I will be in Indy. Um, we're leaving around 8.30, so there's a real good chance I won't have a podcast tomorrow. And this is going to be a short one. I got some packing to do. I got some articles to write, all that good stuff. Um, today, like yesterday, I'm going to give you my top 10 running backs in free agency. Did quarterbacks yesterday, if you missed it. And I just wanted to buzz into Roto World real quick and just give you a couple little headlines. Some It's release season, if you haven't figured that out. People are going to start cutting dudes for cap reasons. That's going to be coming a daily event. A couple big names that went today, and they're not huge names, nor are they really unexpected. Kurt Coleman, the safety um, for the Panthers. Charles Johnson, also from the Panthers. I was on the radio, actually, in Carolina today, and we both kind of agreed that defensive end, especially with Peppers looming in free agency, is probably the number one need there. And Johnson being gone adds to that. Um, who else do we got here? Pernell McPhee, Quentin Demps, both from the Bears. McPhee's a really good player. It's just a health situation with him, a reliability situation. Uh, the Bucks cut TJ Ward. That's not unexpected either. Uh, the Chiefs cut Ron Parker. And it came out today what the Peters compensation is from the Rams. And... By the tone of Twitter, I have a feeling Kansas City fans are not happy getting a fourth rounder this year and a second rounder next year. Many of us thought in some way, shape, or form, the Rams would end up sending their first rounder this year to Kansas City. Like when it broke, what I, the things I were saying on Twitter was, I bet Kansas City ships Peters and like a fourth-ish or so. For the Rams first, which is a late. It's not how it went down. So I bet some Chiefs fans are disgruntled, to say the least. And like I said yesterday, check out yesterday's podcast if you really want to hear the hear the news on uh, my thoughts on the Peters trade. But I do think they are a rebuilding club. So, free agent running backs. There's some good ones. Lev Bell tops the list. Um, I'll be a little more dialed into that when I deal with all my Steeler buddies starting tomorrow. On Steeler Nation Radio, I what I, I've been telling you for a while, I think he's a slightly declining yet great player. Um, I don't think he's leaving Pittsburgh. There's talk that there's a, extensions, discussions going on. Um, I wouldn't extend him. To me, that's the worst case scenario if you're the Steelers. I, I think I would know. I would have a hard time investing in in Bell long term. Um, what I would do is franchise him. Listen to trade offers. Likes being done with Landry. And if someone blows your doors off, I'd ship him out. And otherwise, run him into the ground, send him on his way after this year. I don't know if that's how it'll go down or not. Uh, to me, clearly the second best runner and and really the top guy that probably could, will be, you know, has a chance to change teams is Carlos Hyde. Um, I've been a Hyde fan for a long time. And I know some of these are going to be fantasy-oriented because that's how a lot of you guys will probably remember or have your perceptions of running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends. You know, and, and Hyde hasn't been a great producer for you, but I think he's a high-quality, pure starting running back. And I've been saying since he's drafted, he's a better receiver than just about anyone gave him credit for. I was kind of on an island there saying, this guy's a capable receiver, not just a dump-off guy, but mostly... And we saw a lot more of that this year. I mean, 
I think Hyde has a lot more left. Injuries have derailed him a lot, and I know that's a big knock on him. And I'm not saying he's a great player, but I think he's a step below a pro bowler. You know, I mean, there's some value there for sure. I thought Deion Lewis was extremely impressive. He's my third running back, and especially when it mattered most, like when Burkhead was out and White was out or in big games, I thought Lewis was showed some bell cow um, traits, and, and he's a smaller dude, but he runs between the tackles well, highly elusive, really good receiver. That got overshadowed a little bit because Burkhead and especially White are such good receivers. Um, I think Lewis would be a priority of mine if I were the Patriots to bring him back. He's only 27 years old. Like, I thought he was like 29-ish, maybe even 30. Only 27. And if you remember early in his career, he didn't... He wasn't used as much as he has been of late. You know, so there's not as much wear and tear off the tires as you might guess with, with Lewis. So... Um, he averaged five yards a carry this past year. I thought he had a really, really good year. And excellent in protection as well. That's an underrated asset of him. So those are my top three. Bell's kind of in his own category. Hyde, Lewis. All right, fourth on the list. This guy, to me, 25 years old, was considered an elite Recruiting prospect, or, you know, recruit coming out of high school. I think he's the same year as Gurley. Isaiah Crowell. Now, I'm not saying he's as explosive as a guy like Gurley, but he's a powerful, you know, all reliable, um, somewhat monotone is how I described him. But he does have some breakaway ability. He has some power. He has some burst. He's only 25 years old. I think his best days and his best production would be ahead of him. You know, I finished this write-up saying he would be an immediate upgrade for quite a few teams. You know, so I think he's one of the best 32 backs in the league. Probably is better situated with a Duke Johnson type. Um, I mentioned I was on the air in Carolina today, and I brought up Crowell as, boy, he'd be a really good compliment to McCaffrey. You know, as he's your hammer, your every-down guy. And the key to me to Crowell, or one of the best things I could say about him is, He's been a good player, good producer, despite his surroundings. You know, I mean, he has, he's been on some awful teams, and he's done quite well. I mean, so I think Crowell has a place in this league as a one-slash-rotation type guy. My number five back also, I think, has a lot of value. Jarek McKinnon, also only 25, also could have his best days ahead of him. Um, former... Uh, quarterback. I mean, he was like an option style quarterback when he came to the league. So been a work in progress, but he's getting better as a blocker. He's a really good receiver. He was a combine freak, if you remember. Hard charging, competitive ball ball carrier. Um, good after contact. Again, I mean, like if you had McKinnon and Crowell as your backfield, that's not so bad. You know, I mean, he's a little bit of the, the the lightning to, as opposed to the thunder, but he's got a little thunder to him too. I mean, he doesn't back down, that's for sure. I mean, I, I like McKinnon as a runner. I like him more and more the, the, the longer he's been in the league and still only 25 years old. Uh, another Patriot, Rex Burkhead. Such a Belichick guy. Special teamer, short yardage, receiver, between the tackles, outside the tackles, all the dirty work, does everything you like. 
Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Certainly not a lead back, but can do anything you ask of him. A complimentary back that every coach in the league, every town in the league would love to have on their team. You know, like, if he became a Steeler, I'm sure everybody would love him in this town. You know, like, that same thing. You know, no matter where he goes, I think he's going to be popular. I think his teammates will respect him. I think he brings a lot to the table on the field in all facets. I want him on my team. Then things fall off. I mean, those six guys I like. You know, like, oh, my, we, we signed him. Nice. Now, these next ones are not so exciting. Alfred Morris. Here's what I say about Morris. I know the people are like, ew, I don't know anything to do with him. But I thought he was really good as Zeke's backup slash replacement. And when Elliott was out, a lot of people were like, that's why the wheels came off the offense. I don't think so. I mean, obviously he's not Zeke, but I thought Morris filled in very, very well. More of a zone runner, kind of a poor man's Jordan Howard at this stage of his career. Gets what's blocked, shoulder square to line of scrimmage, knows where to go, maximizes his runs, not special. I call him a professional runner. You know, I mean, that's a compliment, uh, particularly in his own scheme. And he had some good blocking. Um, there's still a place for him in the NFL. You know, if he's your back, if he's Jordan Howard's backup, like I said, and oh, by the way, you have Tariq Cohen too. That makes sense. I mean, if he's Zeke's backup with Zeke getting most of the touches, that makes sense. Morris is still a good player. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, older than you think, 31 already. Wow. Well-traveled, say the least. Kicked out of some spots, worn out his welcome at places. I'd be shocked if he returns to Philly. He is what he is. Uh, I mean, I think, how did I, how did I phrase it here? I said, he's a true bruiser that would have been much more highly regarded in the 1980s. You know, he's got better feet than given credit for and breaks tackles with regularity. I mean, he's a very, very physical dude. I think we all know what he is. I do think he's got better feet than people realize. Has some elusiveness to him. He's not just a tackle breaker. Eh, but he doesn't offer much in the receiving game. And again, he is who he is. Uh, Orleans Darkwa. Only 25. I thought he came off a pretty decent year. Despite really rough circumstances and very poor blocking. I think he's kind of straight line-ish guy. You know, I mean, runs in. I mean, he has some start-stop to him, but he doesn't have a lot of wiggle. You see a burst, but, I mean, he's kind of going to run into what's in front of him and runs hard. Um, but, again, he's, in a way, he's just doesn't offer anything in the passing game, you know, and he's not, certainly not like an Adrian Peterson, but, I mean, like, a, a great back that doesn't offer anything in his passing game nowadays, you can live with to some degree, but less than ever, a so-so back that offers nothing in the passing game, you know, Alfred Morris, Blunt, Darkwa, like, yeah, they belong in the league. But, you know, a guy like Blunt doesn't even help you on special teams, really. Or does Alf, you know, Tarko at least could a little. You know, but you better, you got, if you offer nothing as a receiver, I mean, your value is really down. Uh, 10, I put Frank Gore, just because I still think he's good. And much respect. 13 seasons, though, of wear and tear, and certainly ain't what he used to be. 34-year-old dude. 
if your cupboard's bare and you plan on drafting a Geis or, you know, uh, Michael or somebody like that, Sonny Michelle, I'm sorry, not Michael, Chubb, somebody early, you know, that he would be a ideal mentor, kind of like I talked about Josh McCallum last year or last yesterday. Um, hasn't had great blocking, that's for sure. And he's really good in protection. You can still dump him the ball. I think he's a Hall of Famer. And in a way, I kind of just ran out of running backs that I liked. So I had to come up with 10. Um, would it shock me if he's not in the league yes, next year? I mean, I wouldn't be blown away by it. But I think he ends up in the camp. Has another season with somebody. Contributes on and off the field. Role model. Emmett at the end of his career type of deal. You know what I mean? But... I mean, don't go thinking if your team signs Frank Gore that, woohoo, we're all set. You know, we got the Hall of Famer. I mean, no, but he can still get the job done. All right. Good chat, everyone. I will see you later.